This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. We are coming to you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Of course, you can always catch this audio on the website, IdahoSports.com, or wherever you download your podcasts as well. We are here to talk the biggest stories in District 5 and 6 athletics week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey, and we are joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. What's going on, Sean? Oh, man, not a whole lot, but uh, just... um... Yeah, just just working the day away. Yeah, you are actually coming to us from uh, an undisclosed location, your day <laughs> job here today. So, yeah, I was just trying to get the beat button re- ready since we're live. Yeah, don't swear beep. or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the beep, the bleep guy is going to be working overdrive for sure. So yeah, so we're trying out with all our prep casts, trying to go live, see what kind of eyeballs we get here on the prep cast. Uh, but let's dive right into it. We had Sean, not one, but two buzzer beaters in boys hoops just in the past, like week. It's pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what basketball is all about. I think really is what gets you excited for is that chance to win the game at the end. And well, we had, we had two great ones this week. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's set it up. The first, uh, buzzer beater that we're going to show you comes courtesy of the salmon savages that uh that great 2a program they were in their season opener and they've since dropped the game so salmon's one and one on the season um they fell to water springs but in their season opener against Mackie sean they eked out a 59 to 58 victory they were trailing by two 58 to 56 with less than five seconds to play when a freshman Wyatt Kirby hit a three as time expired to give the savages the walk-off win. So what I'm going to do is if you're watching this video, I am going to uh, share my screen and this is all we found this on the salmon savages uh, Facebook page. So they get all the credit here, but uh, I'm going to share my screen, Sean. And then we'll see if we can get this queued up and ready to play. Uh, it's a little blurry, but that's all right. You'll get the gist. This is, again, um, a, a freshman, Wyatt Kirby, stepping in and knocking down a three as time expires to give Salmon a 59-58 to 58 win. Check this out. Boom. <laughs> yeah we'll watch it one more time and we'll narrate here so you see they get it up top kirby puts it up and it spins around the rim a couple of times before it ultimately goes down so again there was like three seconds left when salmon ran that inbounds play they were inbounding from underneath their baseline Uh, they get it into wyatt kirby and he ends up knocking home the the buzzer beating three as time expired yeah just a just a great shot nice little step over there move to create some space and put it in and yeah just um just like michael jordan (laughs) (laughs) right just like mj okay our next buzzer beater takes us uh also involving a 1a d2 school not mackie this time but two of mackie's district rivals this happened last night sean 
Taylor's Crossing hosting Grace Lutheran. The Royals go on the road and pull one out 40 to 39 thanks to Eli Sowers. Uh, actually, Eli Sauer was the inbounder. He throws it to Lane Woodby, and Woodby would be the game winner. <laughs> See what I did there? That oh, was, boy. Uh, that's oh, bad. Boy. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's a bad pun. Uh, Lane Woodby with the game winning shot here. This was last night in Idaho Falls at Taylor's Crossing. Check out this play. A little clearer video this time. Yeah. Silky smooth. That looks pretty yeah. good. I wonder if there was a timeout before that, because if so, they, they drew up the, a great play. Guy left his man wide open his, his lane there and hits the shot. Yeah. So a couple of things here. I'll, uh, well, I guess that's only lets me play it twice. That's all right. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. It. That's it. That's all you get. Um, but yeah, you saw on that play, they inbound from the, from the sideline. A uh, nice dribble drive from Eli Sauer. And then also attacking the basket was Woodby. Sauer drops it off to uh, Woodby for the little 10-footer from the right side as time expires. And so Grace Lutheran gets a win over Taylor's Crossing. Um, I got to double check and see if that was a conference game or not because we know this Rocky Mountain Conference is, of course, uh, gigantic. Yeah, there's 10 teams in it this year. So by the way, though, Boys basketball previews are all up on the website, ready to launch, Sean. Um, so we have got previews of every single conference in the state of Idaho with coaches' quotes, players to watch, big storylines, all of that good info. It's right on top of the homepage at idahosports.com. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I started looking at it in preparation for this today um, for some, some boys basketball, and I was thinking about, you know, we might have to do like our uh, a buy or lease section. <laughs> who we buy and who we lease in for boys <laughs> basketball. You know, like buy, and we, we did it today in school, uh, um, talking about cars and buying cars. And, you know, if you're buying the car, you're, you know, you're making that commitment. Um, but if you're leasing, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't have to keep with it. So maybe we'll have to do a buy and leasing section. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's been an interesting season so far for Grace Lutheran, Sean. Uh, they check in with two, two and one, uh, a win over American heritage, which is a first time varsity program. So you expect American heritage will take their lumps a little bit. Uh, then they lose by two points to Shelban, 53, 51. And then they get the one point win over Taylor's crossing. We are going to find out, you know, where this team stacks up uh, Thursday night. They travel to Mackey to play the minors, kind of the first big test for coach Jeremy Hess's Grace Lutheran Royals. Um, they did lose eight seniors uh, to graduation, Sean. So they're pretty much starting over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when there's only eight people on the team and they're eight seniors, um, we were there at Grace Lutheran last year for the senior night. So um, you, you knew it was a pretty much a, a new team coming in. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a good win for Showban as well over Grace Lutheran. Um, they, a lot of coaches that in the league, when we reached out and did our season preview said, you know, Showman's kind of sneaky. They, they finished the year really well. They've got a couple of guards uh, that can really light it up. They've got a new coach this year, Pam Kobe. 
Um, and so, yeah, Showband's a team I'm definitely keeping an eye on. And there really wasn't like a clear consensus on who the favorite in this 1AD2 Rocky Mountain Conference was going to be. You know, uh, a lot of people said Rockland, but some people said Water Springs. And in fact, Rockland only edged out Water Springs by a single point in our preseason coaches poll. Those are up on the website as well, by the way, at idahosports.com. We asked every coach to predict how their league would finish out respectively. And we have all of those results um, on the homepage at idahosports.com. So yeah, boys basketball is off and running, Sean. That is for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's going there. There's games every night, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, let's let's talk girls hoops because I think that's going to be most of what we dive into on this show because, well, we're kind of at the halfway point of the season almost in girls basketball, which is hard to think of considering we're three <laughs> weeks in, but some teams have already played like seven or eight games. So the big storylines in girls basketball, got to start with Rigby. From the 5A ranks, they're 7-0, and Sean. They just went and beat a pretty good Hawaii team uh, pretty convincingly. And 5A girls hoops is kind of like wide open right now. You've got Rigby, 7-0, Hawaii. Uh, they, they beat Hawaii. Hawaii loses to Lake City by only three. Lake City beat Boise. Boise beat Coeur d'Alene. Rocky Mountain beat uh, Lake City. Why he beat Rocky Mountain? It's like this big like circle of who's beaten who. And, and then, did you see um, last night? Sandpoint Four A beat the defending champions, um, Coeur d'Alene, in a, you know a, a, just a normal season game. So who who knows? Five A. <laughs> it, it is it is crazy. Yeah, that was a battle of reigning state champs, right? Four A Sandpoint, Five A Coeur d'Alene. Uh, so. The question I want to pose to you is, is Rigby the best team in 5A girls basketball? <laughs> I mean, if you look, I would say right now, they're, you, you've got to say they're one of the best teams, if not the best team. I think that uh, score over Hawaii and Centennial will just kind of show their dominance because both those games weren't even close. Centennial 56-24, Hawaii 65-38. I can't imagine any other team in East Idaho um, being up to that level. Maybe some 4A teams uh, might challenge Rigby, but I, you know, I don't see I don't see a whole lot of challenges left on that schedule. You know, I just got the results for this week girl uh, this week's girls basketball coaches poll. I haven't had a chance to put them up on the site yet, but uh, Sean, the five teams that were ranked this week were only separated by six points total lake city and boise tied for first they each had 32 points rigby was third at 31 cordelaine was fourth at 28 rocky mountain fifth at 26 <laughs> this is going to be a fascinating battle all year long amongst the 5-8 teams yeah and it'll be really hard to compare right between um that northern school lake city to it you know i think that'll be the hard that's always the hard piece of the puzzle be We'll have some comparison because these Boise teams will play each other and kind of let us know um, how they stack up. But Hawaii um, did play Lake City and they only lost 45 to 48. So, I mean, if Rigby is able to take down Hawaii that that big this early, I, I'm, I'm kind of trending toward Rigby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
What's coming up for the Trojans? Uh, they're going to play Hillcrest, which will be a, a good battle, but Rigby should win that. Uh, they travel to Lehigh on Saturday to play a really good Lehigh program in Utah um, at 630. You know, that that could be their first loss of the year. Could could be 9-0 and too, um, but that'll be the next kind of big test. And then, of course, Rigby is going down to the Tarkanian Classic in Las Vegas, Sean, there's three teams from Idaho that are playing on the girls' side in the, in the Jerry Tarkanian Classic down in Las Vegas, which is a national tournament. Um, Coeur d'Alene and Rigby and Class 4A Columbia, they all ended up in the same bracket, Sean. So we could uh, – selfishly, yeah. I'm, not, I'm kind of hoping that Rigby and Coeur d'Alene meet up in the championship of that bracket. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. And Columbia, that's, a, that's an interesting – kind of thing for Columbia to figure out too but yeah it would be it'd be uh I think it'd be good for both teams for Rigby and Coeur because then you know you have kind of an idea and it's not any surprises later on the season yeah I, I do you, you think we could fly down to Vegas to do that game for idahosports.com thanks Paul <laughs> right <laughs> yeah for sure so I'm in I'll do it I mean I'm busy but if that's you know that's what they need us to do I think me and you probably are the top top two yeah. for that I mean, too bad it didn't coincide with that Blink-182 concert you were at a couple weeks ago in, in I'll Vegas. Just, I'll go, you know. I'm just here to help. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, the next biggest story in girls' basketball, I thought, was Class 3A hoops, Sean, where we talked about Snake River, the defending champions, bring back so many talented players loaded, from that loaded team. team. Yeah, for sure. They go uh, – last week they host Sugar Salem – and they dropped the contest. Now, the fact that Sugar won doesn't surprise me, but the margin of victory, 58-38. The Diggers won by 20 points over a, a pretty good Snake River team. Then Sugar turns around and loses to American Falls last night. I, I don't know what to make of the basketball scene in 3A girls. And and they played American Falls, Sugar did earlier, and they won 48-28, and then the lose – I just wondered if I wonder if there people weren't there or something. Maybe if maybe we didn't have a full complement of teams. But um, I've seen Sugar play. They played Century um, to start the season off, and they didn't have one senior on the on the team. But uh, they're a very good team. Um, they're coached by uh, um, Crystal um, Daily. Daily, yeah, she used to do yep. tennis, and I've known her for a long time. But yeah, she she's a very good coach. She gets the best out of her players, but. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at these scores. I don't know what you make of this. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and yeah, you mentioned Sugar Salem, a young team. Uh, they're kind of built around you. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but they're kind of built around Nika need uh, inside the center. And then they work inside out. They've got really good guards. Ava Reidolch, et cetera. Ashlyn Harris is good. Um, they just have good athletes. Big matchup coming up on Friday, Sean. Uh, Sugar Salem travels to Teton. Teton was the preseason favorite in that league, and we know, you know, they've got Grace Hogan and Abby Barkdahl and just a lot of really good, talented players. Or, or excuse me, Snake River travels to Teton to play. So oh, okay. That, that's going to be the next piece of the puzzle here is where does Teton fit into this hierarchy? Because between, between all these teams, American Falls – and Snake River from District 5, and Teton and Sugar from District 6. You know, there's going to be a good team and possibly two that are stuck at home during the state tournament. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got Teton, who's 6-0, and 
You also have uh, South Fremont six and one. And I, you know, we talked about South Fremont too, a little bit, but, and Sugar Salem's the bottom of the conference at four and one, they haven't played any, each other yet, but just that conference alone is going to, someone's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, South Fremont has played, they've played some tough teams, right? They, they did lose to their only loss was to American falls by two points. Otherwise, you know, they would be undefeated and, and sitting there looking good. I think South Fremont has the best player in the conference, certainly in Brianne Bailey, the junior. The question is, you know, do they have the depth that Sugar and Teton have? And that I think is still remains to be seen. But yes, South Fremont also off to an incredible start. A lot of good girls hoops over here in the 3A ranks. Next weekend, Sean. Uh, Sugar Salem is hosting uh, a, a, a tournament. Uh, they're calling it the Sugar Salem Shootout. It's a girls' basketball tournament. It's a lot of Utah teams, but Grace is going to be there playing, and there's one other East Idaho team that's going to be in the mix. I think it's North Fremont. They're all going to be at Sugar next week, so we'll be keeping an eye on that tournament, certainly. Yeah, Grace girls, I believe, are off to undefeated start as well, so... Yeah, and so we, we we talked about a lot of these matchups last week, right? We talked about uh, how Bear Lake uh, had been playing really well at the 2A ranks, except for a loss to Grace. And then they were going to turn around and play Grace for the second time in a row in the next, like, you know, in, over like an eight-day span or something uh, like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of really good girls basketball action. So, so what happened was Bear Lake won the first matchup with Grace, 49-38, and then in the rematch, Sean, last Thursday, Grace gets revenge, 37 to 33 over Bear Lake. And so, yeah, that's a really nice way for Grace to rebound there, certainly. And I'm excited to see how they do with this Sugar Salem shootout next weekend too, because they'll be one of the smallest schools there, if if not the smallest. So. Yeah, I would imagine they're probably. I was going to say they got to be the smallest school by far. <laughs> right. So let's talk about uh, checking in now with what's going on at the 182 level. We talked about Ledor. And we talked about Mackie in this huge matchup last weekend in the girls' basketball ranks. Uh, those were the two teams that were picked at the top of the preseason poll. And we said, okay, this is going to be like a really good matchup and kind of the measuring stick game. The Mackie Miners pull out the victory, Sean, uh, and they end up uh, taking that contest over Ledor by a final score of 56 uh, 36. Yeah, 20-point win for Mackey, which is nice. Yeah, so not exactly what we predicted. <laughs> I think right. kind of thought that might be a little closer, but, at, you know, they'll play again at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, Ledor still has a pretty good record, and, and Mackey's just that team that's in this conference that it seems like always finds a way to make it to state, and that's kind of what they do. And kind of the program they put together is they just kind of find a way to slowly beat teams and make it to state. Yep, for sure. So uh, what's coming up for Mackey? They've got a rematch with Ledor, Sean, next next Thursday. They're going to get both games with Ledor out of the way pretty early. Um, but before that matchup, there's a really interesting non-conference battle. They're going to host Dietrich on Friday night. Dietrich is one of the favorites over in District 4. So this will be kind of a measuring stick game to see where Mackey matches up statewide with everybody else. Yeah, that's a that's a good schedule. Dietrich always a strong program as well. 
Um, so, yeah, you know, looking at Mackey's schedule, they just kind of have a loaded schedule. <laughs> I feel yes. like I feel like they play a lot of team, a lot of strong teams, and it doesn't ever kind of relent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and Dietrich is seven and zero, by the way. So the Blue Devils have yet to fall this season. So it's going to be. Man, there's going to be some really tasty matchups coming up this weekend in girls basketball, which is to be expected, right? We're we're right in the heart of the season, which again we talked about. I'm not a huge fan of, but we're we're in it. We're we're getting into conference play in a lot of these leagues, so you know, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah, you're halfway. You're halfway through. A lot of people are halfway through their schedule, right? I mean, you're at seven or eight games. It looks like most people have about seven games. Some teams have, you know, 11 games. So you're, you're you're getting down to it. And then, you know, once it's the second half, you know, you're starting to get into conference play, which let's be honest, that's really the most important thing, right, is to get that good seed at your district tournament and uh, increase your chances to make it to state. Yep, for sure. Uh, last stop I wanted to make for girls basketball, Sean, was uh, at the 4A ranks, specifically with Pocatello. We had talked about last week the Thunder had lost to Minico early in the season, and then they had lost to Shelly right before Thanksgiving, 53-46. Well, since that loss to Shelly, they've ripped off four wins in a row over a, a good Hillcrest team, a, a Class 5A program in Madison, they beat Minico in the rematch by three, 51-48, and then they just beat last night a Twin Falls team that got to state last year by 20 points, 62-42. Now, coming up, they're going to have Highland on Friday. I think that's a win for Pocatello. And then on Tuesday, they traveled to Shelly for that rematch with the Russets. Very interesting rematch. Yeah, a huge, huge rematch. And, it, you know, and it just – as girls basketball has went on, you got You have a feeling like girls foray has got a, a, just a ton of good teams. You got great players, you know, like Minico has CJ Lotta, um, the Utah State commit, and she's phenomenal to watch. And then you've got this Pocatello team that they all come back from last year. I, you know, we work together just, um, as state and watch them, and and kind of the the thing around. Um, the leagues and stuff are is that they're just, they're like so close. Like if they can all put it together, this team's going to be real dangerous. And, um, you know, with four games in a row, they're looking a little dangerous right now. Definitely. Uh, speaking of those teams from district six, Shelly is still undefeated. They're five and Oh, uh, they travel to Blackfoot, uh, tonight, Sean, we're recording this on Wednesday, December 6th. They're going to be at Blackfoot tonight. Of course, Blackfoot, we talked about last week, uh, beat Shelly for the district championship last year. Um, you know, they did lose quite a bit to graduation, but that, that'll that be an interesting battle for sure. Um, and and Skyline is the other team that's kind of hanging out near the top, Sean. They're 3-0. and what, what a refreshing change of pace here. Skyline has only played three games, whereas everybody else is, you know, front-loaded the schedule a little bit. Skyline will really get going here. Starting this week, they're going to play Wednesday against Idaho Falls and then Friday against Madison and then next Tuesday against Thunder Ridge. And then they're going to travel over to Wyoming for the Flaming Gorge Classic to play some really big Wyoming schools. Uh, Natrona High School from Casper, uh, Star Valley from Afton, Rock Springs, the host school as well. So 
we're going to learn a lot about Skyline here over the next 10 days or so. Yeah, they've got they've got that tournament, the Flaming Gorge, and then the East Idaho shootout right after that. So they're they might have started off with a lot of games, but they're going to be put to the fire real quick. And I'm you know Skyline's probably just happy they haven't had to play Blackfoot five times. So (laughs) 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 that early in the season, and you got the Shippen Sisters, and I I can tell you what I was talking to a coach. he coaches the freshman, uh, Tyler Robbins coaches the freshman boys here. His sister goes to Twin Falls. Robbins plays um, for Twin Falls. And even, and we're talking basketball and whatever. But even him, the first thing that comes up is District 6 girls basketball. Is No, we know Shelly's good. Um, Blackfoot, you know, I think they're good. Uh, Miley P- or Marley Piper is good. Hillcrest is kind of an X-factor. And then... You know, you have, like I said, we just talked about, you have Skyline who has the Shippen Sisters and all these teams are more than capable of, of going. And it'll just, I think it's going to, when you get a conference play, it's going to be real interesting to see what pans out. But I think it's it's probably the most competitive division in any any classification maybe is, is District 6, 4A girls. I mean, it's just, it's going to be competitive. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be all year long between the, all those teams you just mentioned, Shelly, Blackfoot, Skyline, Hillcrest, Idaho Falls, I think is sneaky as well. Hill, you know, we talk about the Shippen sisters a lot from Skyline. You know, Hillcrest has the Kessler sisters, and yeah. they're, they're right up there too. I mean, there's a lot of talent in that high country conference. And, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead, Sean, but the regular season finale, January 25th, Skyline at Shelly. That's the way you want it at the end of the year. Yeah, not in the middle of the year, I think, when it happened last year. But, yeah, that that game will have implications. I'm going to – I'm saying right now. Yeah, way to to step out on a limb there. That's for sure. Um, Definitely. Hey, we've got a comment here, Sean. Uh, Boys, 4A basketball. Did I miss that? That's from Amelia Morell. No, let's talk 4A boys hoops real quick. And let's dive into it. We talked about Hillcrest had beaten Preston. you Minus know, some players. Yeah, I found out later that um, you know those those players were suspended for two games, and so they weren't available for the other game either. That's Isaac Davis and um, and also their uh, guard Sutton. Sutton. Yep, Ike, Ike Sutton. Sutton. Um, so you know a blip on the radar, but Hillcrest otherwise, you know, business as usual. The interesting thing, I think, in, in boys basketball this year is who takes that second spot from District 6 alongside Hillcrest. Um, you know, according to our preseason coaches poll, there was a lot of uh, a lot of votes for Blackfoot. There were some votes for Shelley. You know, they return Austin Cannon, who's a really good player. The question is, is you know, what are the pieces around him? He Skyline didn't play last night. Austin Cannon might not play for the rest of the season, I guess. Wow, what happened there, Sean? I, I, he's injured and he didn't play, and and they said uh, he might not be able to play. So, if he's not able to play, I think that's going to be difficult for Shelley. Oh, that changes uh, the calculus a little bit. <laughs> yeah, De- um, definitely. Sorry, I just found that out today, so I thought I'd share that. But yeah, he didn't play. They uh, Shelley and Century played last night, and uh, Shelley won. But it was mentioned Cannon was not playing, but Shelley's still really good. They're just scrappy. Again, a team you don't want to play, you know, in that first round of districts because they're going to go out and give it give it everything. 
Yeah, and they've got a new coach this year, Keegan Keller. He's been the top assistant the past couple of years under Jim Colson. They've kind of been prepping him for the role to take over. So he is he's well prepared, certainly. You know, Skyline's up to a 2 0 start. They have beaten Filer and Canyon Ridge. They play Rigby on Thursday, and Rigby's not great. You know, Rigby lost almost everybody <laughs> to graduation. The big game I'm looking at is on Wednesday, a week from today, Sean. Blackfoot at Skyline. We got to see the Broncos up close and personal last week at the Capital Classic, which we broadcast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, they went over there and, and struggled, but they were also one of the smaller teams in the competition. I think overall, though, you know, talking to Logan Green, our broadcaster who was on the call for all those games, <clears throat> he was impressed by the the depth that Blackfoot had. And if you look, they were they were pretty competitive. They lost to a 5A Capital team by nine. They lost to 5A Lewiston by just two. And then they beat a 5A team in Bora. And then they turned around and played Pokey on Tuesday night and only lost by 10, 67-57. Yeah, that was kind of uh, um, in discussion. Is they Most people kind of thought that game was a lot closer uh, than you would have thought on paper, the Pocatello versus um, Blackfoot. And, and Pocatello, as we know, has Julian Bowie. Um, they're a good team. And, you know, if they've been to the finals twice in a row, but uh, yeah, Blackfoot put up a good fight and that, you know, that was at the pit. Um, and that's, you know, in my opinion, one of the hardest places to play in the state of Idaho when that place is packed and you're playing in that little, little arena down there, a little bit of room, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a very competitive out, out outcome for um, Blackfoot. Definitely. Uh, and then you did mention Pocatello Thunder are off to a four and start with some pretty impressive uh, trophies on the wall, so to speak. Uh, they've beaten Eagle at Eagle 64 49. They went to Meridian and beat Meridian 64 51. You know, those are two teams that will be at the five, a state basketball tournament. So the fact that Pokey went over to their place and got those wins, Super impressive. And then the win over Black, but they also have a big win over Twin Falls over from District 4. Pokey's going to play Highland, Black and Blue Bowl basketball edition. That's going to be on Thursday night. Um, Highland was a team that got to state last year. Should be an interesting matchup. Um, and then really what I'm looking forward to is next week when Pocatello goes over to play in the Pro Image Sports Holiday Classic at, at Hawaii. So. Yeah, do we know what all teams are going to be at that or? Yeah, let me see if I can, because there's a couple of different brackets. It's really... Yeah, but someone was saying that it, that's going to be a really, really good tournament. All the top teams are going to be there and be pretty interesting. And you mentioned Highland. Highland played Preston last night. Um, um, barely lost. It was a four-point win by Preston. But, you know, I was impressed with Highland. Highland looked a lot better than I thought they would. And then, again, you know, I, I don't think we can really talk for a basketball without mentioning um, Preston, <laughs> a team that's probably not going to get um, the fanfare that it, it has, but they're, man, they're good uh, on on tape. They're they're pretty good, you know. So Preston's pretty good as well. So here's here's what we have, Sean, uh, in the what they're calling the the large varsity bracket here. Uh, Idaho schools, Madison's in it, Pocatello is in it, Hawaii is in it. Hillcrest is in it. Yeah, that's what that's what I was. Someone said so they could end up playing earlier than um, expected. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. They're they're all matched up against other schools from other states. Like Madison has to play Sheldon. Um, Pocatello has to play Corona Centennial from California. 
why he's got to play Ironwood High School and Hillcrest has to play Salesian. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know where all of those schools are from, but I know that if they're here competing, they're good. <laughs> so uh, whether it's on the on the consolation side of the bracket or you know further on down the line, I kind of want to see the the Idaho schools all face each other. It's cool to play you know big powers from other states, but kind of like we were talking about Rigby and Coeur d'Alene at the Tarkanian Classic and girls hoops, I kind of want to see the Idaho teams play each other just just to have that data point. Yeah, it's it's fun to see that early matchup, and then you kind of have something to tantalize. You know, you, oh, we know this happens, so what's going to happen the next time? It kind of sparks that interest, and especially if they're like really good games, then you're like, you can't wait for that matchup to happen again, and it's really something to look forward to. So I understand why you like that, um, and I I all, but I I'm kind of on the other side of that. I kind of like it when Idaho schools go places and beat other states silly. <laughs> yeah. And Idaho's done a lot of that. You know, I did a, I did a post last year on the site about how Idaho had been doing against all of the other out of state competition. And I think, uh, with every state except Utah, maybe, and maybe there was one other Idaho had a winning record and, and like a big time winning record. So, um, yeah, Idaho represents themselves pretty well. We'll talk more about the pro image sports classic next week. West side is also going over to compete in the small school bracket and it's a juggernaut, man. You got like Lapway and Baker, Oregon, who just won the Capital Classic against all these 5A teams. How, how'd they end up in the small school? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. So a lot of good basketball action. This is this is our kind of prep cast. Just talking hoops for half an hour, huh? Yeah, you know, I watched, I rewatched The Last Dance, the whole series, just in preparation for this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never actually seen that still. Oh, it's my, it's my favorite. It, the only bad part about it, Brandon, if you watch it, it you want the NBA to be like it was then. <laughs> oh, Cause, yeah. Because I, I used to watch the NBA, like, you know, whatever game was on, I watched it. It didn't matter. And now not so much. Like, I just, I, I'm not into it. I mean, maybe I'll show up um, for playoffs um, and championships, but uh, it's kind of lost its luster. But, man. I just remember how the basketball was and it's really fun to watch. And you kind of get that out of the, the high school because you get the rivalries in high school, you get the, you know, the fans, you get the cool stories that we get from, you know, Idaho sports, you get all that stuff. And it's, it's really fun to watch and got me really excited again for some high school basketball just to go watch and be part of that. Yeah. Uh, NBA now with load management and guys don't even play in, yeah. you know, a lot of the games. Yeah. It kind of has watered. They don't play. Things. They don't play defense. Yeah. Back <laughs> in my day. Yeah. But, well, I mean, if you just go back, just the defense is so much, it's just, it's harder to score and not so much isolation and a lot more passing. Um, I think just makes the flow of the game a lot more enjoyable to watch just when you have teams working together and passing and you got to get pieces that fit not so much just one guy goes to the one side of the court and shoots it as we kind of have now yeah <laughs> for sure so all right well we're getting towards the end of the line here on the east idaho prep cast on idahosports.com programming note sean next week in place of our regularly scheduled prep casts you know north idaho treasure valley magic valley East Idaho, uh, we are going to do an IdahoSports.com special prep cast. Uh, Paul Kingsbury, Scott Burton, Logan Green, and myself. We're, it's it's time, Sean. It is time to have that conversation again about Max Preps. We are going to do a deep dive into Max Preps. 
because yesterday the the IHSAA yeah, held their December uh, meeting and the conversation was heated at, at times a little bit about this. So the comment I saw that I liked, it's better not to know because then people will cheat the system. I thought that that's something you guys got to hit on. That, that was very interesting to me. Yeah. Like the representative is like, we would tell you, but then people know, and then they try to cheat the system. I thought, wow, that's, that's what it's come down to is we're not going to tell you. <laughs> Lack of transparency is never a good thing. And yes, we will talk about that. And so, so much more, Sean. Trust me, we're we're gonna do it on one of the weeknights. We we got to figure out what night works best for everybody. Uh, but it'll be live, just like this show was on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter account, and we want to hear from the fans as well about Max Press because there's a lot about it that's good, but there's still some stuff that can be improved. But until we get full transparency on what's happening, improvements can't be made. And there's there's some interesting stuff to discuss next week with Max Preps for sure. So yeah, and and from the the meeting too about maybe uh, taking away some of the spots in 4A football. I thought that was interesting and might might be a good thing. So you don't have that first round. Um, they talked. They, someone brought that up, but nothing happened. Um, and because you know with Max Preps, there's teams that make 4A football that it's you know kind of interesting. But I thought that was an interesting point too. Yeah, I mean they do. They need to they need to winnow the field a little bit for 4A. I mean, it's ridiculous that 16 out of 24 or 25 teams get into the playoffs. That's it, ludicrous to me. 3A needs to downsize their bracket too. Um really 2A, 5A kind of have figured it out and they've got the good balance there. But 4A, 3A too bloated. Uh definitely too many teams getting invites. Uh you should have to earn a playoff spot, not just win two games and get in. Like, yeah, that you know, that's the discussion we always hit on is why does a team with a losing record make it? And you know, it's we can't I don't know. I can't tell you why, because that many teams get in. That's it. I don't know. There's it doesn't have to do much with uh the competition. I think when you uh water down the competition and dilute it, right? I don't think you get the best uh protein shake at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> uh, Amelia did have one more question here. Thanks for tuning in by the way too. And it, yeah, if you've got questions or comments or things, throw them up and we'll, we'll talk about them. Amelia wants to know, will skyline stay for a, Hmm. Well, for the next cycle, they are, I know that <laughs> they, uh, they Which will be five. A yes. Four a is going to become five a next year, but it'll be the same. Yes. Uh, under the proposed, uh, or if they had kept things the way they were, Skyline would be moving up to play with Rigby and Madison and Highland. But because uh, the state's superintendents overruled the IHSAA board, essentially, um, the the numbers have been tweaked a little bit and Skyline will stay with Hillcrest, Idaho Falls, etc. So For two years. Yes. Everything's a two-year band-aid, I think. We're going to see a lot of different things happen, or maybe not. Maybe this will be the solution we all needed. What I have found <laughs> in, in, in the short amount of time I've lived here, Sean, and I've heard people that live here much longer than me say this, Idaho is really slow to change with things. <laughs> I would say, though, we've had uh, more changes in the last few years than we ever have. And I don't know if they're all good or bad, but I think progression is changing and then readdressing and i think we've done we've done that a little bit it'll be interesting too because ty jones the director is stepping down so we'll have a new director does that change 
things maybe it shouldn't though because it's it, it's a board like it should be the board comes together representing all walks of life all districts all sizes and the board decide the executive director it's it's almost like a superintendent and a school board right just mediating it yeah like the executive director comes and says okay here's what's happening here's my recommendation um, but I, I see this a lot. Uh, I saw this in Montana a lot where the school boards basically just rubber stamped anything. The superintendent said yeah. like, Oh, yep. We work for you. And it's like, no, you are supposed to hold the superintendent accountable. And that's where, you know, it, it shouldn't be just everything gets rubber stamped. And, and you would think a board could come together. And so, so back to the point of the executive director, I'm not sure the change it shouldn't affect anything because there should already be yeah. checks and balances in place. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be the hope. I, I mean, I just, I'm just kind of posing that as a question. Right. Um, Cause some people do think that things might change a little bit with a different uh, leadership steering. Maybe the ship just steers a little differently, still goes, but just a little different direction. I don't know. Right. I just kind of pose that as a question. So things, things, might look different in the next couple of years. I, I don't know if we'll be able to really know for sure, but I do like the direction of changing some things. I think it's fine to change and then be able to say it didn't work and go back, which I think that's what Idaho's the worst at. Like, oh, we're doing this and that's it. I think that's what we do a lot of. Like, we don't uh, kind of go back and look at the things like, well, max preps, we're doing it. It'd be good to go look at it and address it. Like, I think that's, that's how you get the best results. Yeah. What's working? What isn't? How do we, how do we make it better for sure? So yes, next week, max preps, deep dive, IdahoSports.com special prep cast. will take the place of our regularly scheduled prep casts. And then Sean, you and I'll be back in two weeks. To talk about all these holiday tournaments and everything that, that happened there. Sound good. Yep. I got a basketball game tonight, century versus Burley. So I'll uh, be interesting to see someone from the magic Valley a little magic Valley action. Um, and yeah, but then that's it. Then I have a, I don't have any more PA gigs until the new year. Yep. Hey, real quick. One last thing from Amelia here, and then we'll get out okay. of here because she brings up a good question. Uh, she wants to know why is the four a district five all conference football not updated on our post? So we, we have put together all of the all conference teams, right. For mm -hmm. soccer and volleyball and football, we post what's reported to us and sent to us. And, uh, some conferences don't meet until way later, like in December, almost, so I guess we're in December to sort it out. Some conferences don't ever get together to, and some, some conferences just don't have an all conference team. Uh, I've found in district five over the years, um, a lot of them do not hold all conference teams. And so, uh, and, and that, you know, I've, I've been reaching out to coaches, ADs and stuff, and I'll continue to, but until we actually get something that says, here's our all conference team, there's nothing to report. There's no deadlines for any of this stuff. Some conferences do it way early. Some do it late. Yeah, it's your, it's your district. It's whatever your district decides. decides to do. So it's not a universal right thing. So yeah. Yep. 
So yes, but all of those all-conference teams, the ones that have been reported, are on our website, idahosports.com, along with basketball previews and polls and good wrestling content. The Matt Chat prep cast started up again last night, our standalone wrestling podcast as well. So lots of stuff going on at idahosports.com. All right, Sean, uh, I know you got to get back to it. So uh, thanks for tuning in to the East Idaho prep cast, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you in two weeks on idahosports.com.